Welcome to the Pin 12 Podcast, a show discussing what's going on in the most decorated conference in college wrestling, the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, joined by Sam Phillips. Sam, what's going on? I'm doing great, Lee. I've you know, just been waiting for the transfer portal news to trickle in, give us a little bit of wrestling news every now and then. And so far, those Big 12 programs holding on to their guys. We'll see how the rest of it plays out and see what pickups can be made. Uh, sounds like we're gonna, we could do a nice little future episode on what kind of moves we could see happening. But today, what are we talking about? I figure we can do some nominees for our uh, superlatives here, your coach of the year, outstanding wrestler, all that fun stuff. We can talk through the nominees, uh, get those folks out, and then maybe put it out there for a vote or something, have the the fan input, uh, whatever for whatever that means for us right now. <laughs> um and uh yeah just have a discussion around which four or five guys in these categories we think fit uh for i think four or five categories right so yeah um let's uh i think that's the most fun thing to talk about right now uh with everything going on Uh, it's kind of quiet you know everyone's kind of unwinding from the championship season uh the portal's out there so people are out recruiting trying to fill holes uh, there haven't been any major shakeups, though. As you, t- t- as you mentioned, there haven't been any big shakeups in coaching. There haven't been any big shakeups in uh, recruiting news. Uh, there hasn't. Well, I guess there's been a couple things that we can touch on, and then it's not really Big Twelve related, though. I guess. And then, uh, as far as transfers go, as you mentioned, there's not a ton to talk about there. You know, we knew about Scott Joel from West Virginia, Jacob Butler from Oklahoma threw his name in the ring, but uh, that's about it as far as starters going in the Big 12. Uh, there's not a ton of guys moving out. Hopefully we see several of these guys move in. Yeah, I think there's some really good opportunities for some of these programs in the Big 12 to make some moves that are really going to help their team. There's some, um, you know, a lot of talent seems like in that 165-ish pound range, and then you've got uh, some good 197 heavyweights up there that just are moving on from their institutions for whatever reason. So I think there's some good opportunities and some guys that could be some really good fits at big 12 programs. For sure. For sure. Um, and, and that's something as the portal starts to heat up, uh, I think it opened, the, it opened a few weeks ago, but really it opened the Sunday after championships. Um, and then uh, hey, that's when people entered because uh, they didn't want to, who knows for whatever reason they did want to shake things up or the coaches had them do it or, or they they wanted to wrestle their last championship. Who knows? There's all kinds of reasons, but um, it doesn't close until I think the last weekend of April or first weekend in May. So we have a lot of time here a month to see how things play out. And a lot can happen in that time, right? You get a little bit away from practicing You've got uh, the U.S. Open in this time frame, right? Uh, so um, we'll see what guys are focused on and, and what they uh, decide to do. But right now, it'd just be talking to talk. And I reckon we can spend some time on some other things and some other topics and then come back to it when we have a little bit of a clearer picture of what's going on in the portal, especially if there are any coaching changes in the conference. Yeah, and that's, I guess, one thing I'm a little surprised there has, I haven't really heard of any coaching changes across the country. Um, I guess I don't have a good grasp on the timing of when those usually happen, but what 
you know, I, I know a lot of football staffs will, they'll keep their guys in there until national signing day. Is this something where uh, wrestling staffs are going to keep their guys in there until the transfer portal closes? Is that affecting the timing of these moves or what? Something to keep your eye out for. Potentially. I think there's a lot of uh, movement happening in college wrestling right now. Everyone's kind of scared to make cuts maybe or to, or to make moves like this. Unless it's just obviously time or unless it's just obviously uh, um, a net gain just because I think with the way NIL is going in this transfer situation with um, a lot of different factors. The NCAA sports are kind of weird right now outside of football and basketball. So um, I think there's a lot of interesting developments happening in, you know, wrestling hard conversations aren't necessarily uh, at the top of the athletic director's mind at most schools. Right. Uh, there are some exceptions I'm sure. Um, but for the most part, I think they're just bigger fish and uh, wrestling is, uh, yeah, I mean, it could, it could play into uh, not wanting guys to transfer or to hold the roster together or whatever. But um, you know, there, I think there's some interesting stuff. I think there's also just, a lot of uncertainty um like OU I think there's a lot of uncertainty there on moving on from Lou Roselli they had a horrible NCAA tournament uh you know qualified eight guys no all-americans and finished in whatever 50th place or something like that I mean they um not even any blood round guys right so you know there's a um it's probably about time to be having that conversation it's been seven years and they just haven't gotten better um on in, in any real realm, but with OU moving conferences and with their facility plans and all the changes happening there, it's just uh, it, it's probably not a priority for the athletic department to be discussing those changes, right? So um, the continuity means something probably as they do these transitions. So um, I think that's pretty interesting. I mean, Oklahoma State too. I mean, who knows what's going on there? It's uh, definitely two finishes outside the top ten. Um, I don't know what's happening there. I, I don't think that there's a, uh, I mean, John Smith said he wants to be back. So, uh, and John Smith's a guy that kind of has earned the right to write his own exit. So they, yeah. they may can his ass though, Lee. He didn't say that. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, if, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that'll happen because it's, look, it's John Smith, right? Yeah. Um, but even play. elsewhere in the, in the, in the big 12, um, I think there are some interesting, um, dynamics out there and uh i i think we could probably potentially see some movement but well um, even even if it's not you know kind of just a stale situation with coaching staff maybe the program wants to make room for some of their guys that just graduated or a senior level athlete that just retired and they have an option to bring a younger guy into the room and sort of lower on the totem pole those are some really interesting <clears throat> some really interesting coaching changes that can make an impact on a team like we saw, I guess, Tion, we're obviously not the low man on the totem pole, but that was a huge coaching change that came early in the season and greatly impacted the Wyoming program. So yeah. there's uh, a lot to look at beyond the head coach level as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's um, that's definitely true. And, you know, we'll see some of these two, three, four-time All-Americans now uh, turn into um, assistant coaches at a lot of different programs and um, that's, uh, important to bring those type of guys in. Cause then, I mean, I, I think the most clear example this year 
was at Clarion, um, Feldkamp became an All-American at 184 pounds. And where did they bring in an assistant coach? Two-time All-American Dakota Gear. They brought him in and, uh, you know, a, a guy jumped levels. So um, I, I think it's – I guess it's a three-time All-American Dakota Gear. But, um, you know, that just really creates uh, um, new opportunities for a lot of these guys. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, volunteer assistants and uh, that third chair assistant and our fourth chair assistant, um, it's just going to be uh, some some moving. Uh, it, it happens every year. But does it happen later now, to your point, of trying to keep guys from entering the portal because their favorite coach slash training partner left to go somewhere else, right? Uh, I think I think we would definitely see that, but I I also think we're kind of seeing um, these transfer portal windows. I don't know how much they really mean, right? I think guys are more willing yeah. to get up a year um, to follow the coach that they want to be with. So a uh, lot of interesting things happening there. It's a big discussion, a lot of gray for sure. Yeah, and we've got you know plenty of time to talk about it since no major moves have really been made yet. But yeah. now with it all being speculation, it's like just waiting for the pot to boil over. Yeah, for sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely have stuff to talk about. I think so. Um, as far as superlatives go, our our our, our pin twelve awards. Uh, I think that. You know, we'll we'll workshop names and, and things like that. We'll we'll come up with some some good uh, uh, clever names for the awards that we're giving out. Um, do we do an actual physical award? I don't know. Maybe that's something that you know we we throw some investment in and uh, <laughs> and send them out. And they're like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> How do you get my address?" <laughs> yeah, who who? So what what now? Um, I, I don't know if the Big Twelve is actually doing it. <laughs> so yeah, maybe no kidding. Well, Somebody well, has to. Your mark, your mark's too busy talking to Fresno State and Gonzaga. I guess I don't really understand all that. Those rumors that float out there, conference realignment's an absolute nightmare. But um, <laughs> maybe we can replace the actual Big Twelve conference on some of this stuff. Did um, you see Lee? Speaking of your mark, did you see the that the Big Twelve basketball tournament had its own uh, song theme song? I did not see that. I didn't watch any basketball really. I uh, look. Um, I, Hilton South, though, right? I, I so you probably had some uh, insight into what was happening in Kansas City. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'll just say with the reviews I've seen from Big Twelve basketball fans, that is going to be a hell of a NCAA tournament next year. Awesome, yeah. I look, Kansas City is awesome, and uh, the Sprint Center or T-Mobile Arena, whatever it's called now, um, they. Uh, have a really great setup down there. I lived just down the street from there when I lived in Kansas City and uh, walked down to the basketball tournament a few times. It's an awesome setup. Um, well, I guess twice for, for the two years I lived there. But, um, you know, you, you could go to that Power and Light district. There's a ton of places to eat and drink, and it's a big outdoor thing. And uh, it's usually a little bit fancier. It's a mover and shaker kind of party district. But for the wrestling tournament, it's going to be uh, – um, I, I hope those folks know to stock up on their bush lattes. <laughs> yeah, I I think they're going to have to be well prepared ahead of time. Anyways, I guess we've kind of we'll get a song gamut here. Wrestling going. Uh, we, we need to email Brett Yomark. I live down here. We they're in Irving. Uh, just a a quick you know forty five minute drive over. Yeah, I'll go knock on his door and see. Hey, we need a theme song for wrestling. I, I think if you do that, you have to have a song ready, Lee. 
Oh, I don't, I, I'm not a, I'm not a musician. So, um, we'll, we'll, I don't know. Commissioning that would get expensive. We're not made of money here at pin 12. So. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, let's get into this. Let's, let's start talking about, uh, our nominees here for these different awards. Uh, let's just start it off at the top coach of the year. Uh, who, who would you be your first pick for coach of the year in the big 12 tournament? Man, okay. it is it is so hard not to pick Brian Smith, you know, coming into the conference and winning it back to back years and adding to whatever Missouri streak is at is if you count the Mac titles. Um three straight or three Big Twelve titles in the years that they've been eligible for or competed in the Big Twelve. So man, that is a heavy favorite, but you've also got to look at guys like Damian Hahn is someone who I would immediately look to, or even Roger Kish, North Dakota State had a phenomenal dual season. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, would throw Damian Hahn in there. I think you got to throw Troy Nickerson in there, you know, producing yeah. a national champion. Um, yeah, something that had never not been done in, what, 70 years? For a long time. I mean, that is uh, a big deal. And, I mean, you, you can say, ah, look, Aliris was the number three overall recruit in his class. Great prospect from Greeley, hometown guy. Nickerson kept him there, but um, you know Nickerson's getting in into it with him every every day. I'm sure. I'm sure he's his primary workout. You know, guys yeah. don't become national champions without a solid training partner, and I'm sure Nicker and Nickerson's young enough where he's still probably, quite frankly, he's probably kicked uh, Elias's butt a lot over the last three years. Yeah, I bet they've had some great ghosts. That's a great point. And not only does he have Aliras on top of the podium, he's podium. He's got two freshmen that made the round of twelve for the Bears. Yeah, in yeah. Steve Poulin and Vinny Zerbin. So especially, I mean, Steve is another great job by Nickerson bringing him into a program that uh, I'm sure was not on Steve O's radar. You know, I guess maybe there's a New York connection there. I'd love to hear his recruiting story, but coming out of high school probably wasn't on Steve-O's radar and getting him into Northern Colorado. And then uh, Vinny Zerbin, a guy who barely makes the tournament and talk about having him peak at the right time to make the round of 12. Yeah. Look, Poulin was a weird, is a weird transfer story. And I definitely would love to hear it. Um, Cause it, it, you, you go from North Carolina state to look, he's a hotshot recruit, right? A top 15, top 20 guy. And yeah. uh, they, they won him there at North Carolina state. And then he announces he's transferring and then he goes to Northern Colorado. And he thought the sweepstakes was going to be Iowa, you know, Penn state, one of the big 10 schools, Oklahoma state, Iowa state. Right. Um, especially for 125 pounder, that's probably going to be there for his career. Uh, Cause Poon's not exactly a big guy. Um, he kind of had to wonder what the heck did he do at North Carolina State that he ended up Northern Colorado. But I think that Nickerson might just be a really good recruiter. And yeah, there's that yeah. new connection, right? Uh, Papa Liso and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's from there. Nickerson's from Cornell, uh, a New York guy. I'm sure it just all played together. But, uh, but yeah, that's a really interesting one. Um, so we've got those four guys, uh, Brian Smith, uh, Damien Hahn, uh, Nickerson and then Roger Kish. Roger Kish. So, um, that's four guys. Do we want to add a, a fit? Is there a fifth guy you'd like to throw in the hat or do you want to stick to four? I, I think you can make an argument for all four of those guys for sure. Yeah. If there were to be a fifth, probably Air Force would be next. 
Yeah, I think Air Force they, would be I a mean, good best most points in program history at the national tournament type of yeah. finish. Yeah. Yeah, they had a great tournament and uh they had a pretty good Big Twelve tournament, right? I I don't remember exactly how many guys they qualified or anything like that. But yeah, they they've really come along over the last few years because they were pretty last place finisher in yeah. Big Twelves, quite frankly. So um now uh they're they definitely jumped quite a bit um i think that uh we could definitely throw air force they, they jumped a level uh this year for sure and then i think they're probably tuned to um be pretty darn good next year as well yeah definitely so i yeah i like those five as you know potential candidates all right let's talk about outstanding wrestler uh, so this is just the guy who had the best results and was the best wrestler in the conference, right? Um, you know, the obvious, obviously you've got Andrew Lirez and uh, um, uh, Keegan O'Toole as your top two. They're national champs. They're, they're your two conference champs. So our conference national champs. So um, it makes sense to put them up there. I think that you could definitely include David Carr on the list. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting having a national champion who didn't win the conference. So that's a... A bit of a predicament. I, Wyatt Hendrickson, obviously. Obviously. Bonus points. Uh, most dominant wrestler in the nation. Took third in the country, so he's got to be in contention. Big 12 champion. Um, man, I don't know. 125, I don't think you put Steve-O up there. I don't think you put Cardinal up there. 133, Dayton Fix winning his. You're not going to put a four-time Big 12 champion on the nominee list. As well, I, I I love Dayton Fix. If we're gonna have five people on this thing, you you got to put Tanner Sloan. Okay. You got to put uh, Parker Keckheisen. Okay. Fair. Right. Like that's uh. Look, I trust me. Everything in my heart says you got to put Dayton Fix on this list. Um. Not top three in the country. I get it. Uh, Tanner Sloan, man. Rocky Elam had a great season. He lost to Sloan at Nationals, but finishes one spot behind him at Nationals and gets the Big 12 title, although he was responsible for the most boring match in the conference all year. So <laughs> that's a point. They must have listened because they actually both tried. At, in the <laughs> yeah, it was way more fun the second time. Yeah, they had to have been uh, – they had to have been – paying attention a little bit to, to yeah. us calling that saying they both should be disqualified from wrestling <laughs> for that new 12 finals match. They, that just the absolute turd they put on the map there uh, in, in that uh, uh, championship, but they redeemed themselves for sure in the semifinals. That was a great match. Uh, they, they both kind of went for it and uh, left it out there. Right. And, and Sloan uh, came out on top. Sloan on top, which I mean is where you don't want to be with that. Yeah. You don't want to be underneath that guy. No kidding. Uh, I, I, Elam uh, for sure isn't in there. Uh, um, you know, I just it's it, you kind of it's it's just hard for me to to put four time Big Twelve champion. Absolutely uh, didn't has has still not lost a Big Twelve matchup. Uh, all that fun stuff, right? But um, you know, look, he he underperformed at nationals. And, um, 
and not the deepest weight class in the conference either. Yeah. So um, I, I think you, I think you got to put uh, uh, Sloan and um, Sloan or Kekheisen up there ahead of them. Which one? Uh, they're both NCAA finalists. That kind of calls into question Hendrickson. Should Hendrickson be on True. there? Yeah. Or Sloan uh, Kekheisen? Hendrickson scored so many points in the national tournament, though. Hendrickson's, yeah, but we got another award for that, right? Yeah, so we do. We'll we'll do we'll put Sloan and and Keck on here, and then we'll uh, come back to that, and we'll we'll knock one off of of the of these five, right? All right, we'll narrow it down. Narrow it down. We got a pigtail. Yeah, yeah, we got a pigtail for our outstanding wrestler, uh, comeback wrestler of the season. Uh, what do we what do we think here? What what qualifies somebody being a having a good comeback year? Did they not all American last year and then they got on the podium? Uh, did they not wrestle and then were Big Twelve champion uh, like Brock Mahler? Exactly, and that's uh well Brock Mahler all American but Big Twelve runner up. Um, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, it's so interesting because like a red shirt is you're still kind of there in training. You just kind of weren't you know, accumulating results for your team. But I think we do count that. I think you got to count someone like Moshe Schwartz, who was hurt last year uh, and transferred schools. So to see him really reemerge as a whole new wrestler in, in you know, over the bulk of the season, uh, you know, his, he would have had this, if we made this award in February, he had this thing wrapped up, but did not finish his season as well as he probably could have. Um so Moshe Schwartz, I think you put Brock Mahler up there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who else. This is kind of a tough one to pick because their guys don't really jump right out at you. It is, yeah. I, I think, I think Schwartz and Mahler you can definitely put on there. I think that, um, um, I think you could put Alirez, right? Okay. Because, um, there's not an obvious, he didn't miss a season, yeah. right? Um, did he win the Big Twelve in twenty twenty one? He did win the Big Twelve okay. last year, so I don't Never know if he can qualify him. Then put him on there. Um, Tanner Sloan, Clay Carlson, Clay Carlson uh, getting back on the podium with a top yeah, five did, finish. Didn't have a very good overall season, but ended up yeah, um, top five. Yeah, um, he might have had like the comeback tournament of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that uh, we could probably talk about. Let's run through them, right? I, I'm, I'm trying to think who else may have been injured. Iowa State. I wouldn't put anybody out there. Uh, they had too many injuries. They're setting up to win it next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Same with a couple Oklahoma State guys. I think. Buchanan is probably the favorite for next year. True. Um, since he stayed in the conference. This is a tough one. It really Maybe is. This is just a failed bit. You should scrap it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll workshop this one. Um, no, I, I, I'm trying to think who, who were the. Who oh, were Killian Cardinale. Killian Cardinale didn't he, wrestle. Didn't win a match at Big Twelves, and then yeah, all Americans won a match. Didn't didn't really. I mean, he won like what ten matches all year, um, but he was legitimately hurt. So the, yeah, he's, 
Um, we can put Cardinal on there. Why not? I, I'd put him on there. Um, 133 pounds, uh, Biscaglia, uh, he wrestled all last year, had a good year. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, not Wyatt Henson, uh, Moshe Schwartz for sure. Uh, Fifty-seven. Jared no, Jacobs. Yeah, he wrestled last year. Um, I don't think we can do a fifty-seven. Yeah, G wouldn't qualify him on that. Jacob Wright might be a good candidate, but he just didn't have the national tournament to. Yeah. Really put him in there, I think. Sixty-five. Car. Car. He's big twelve champion. If, if Gar would have won nationals, I would have put him in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't put Peyton Mako on there. Demetrius Romero. Yeah, he was round of sixteen. Round of sixteen. Blood or blood round. round. I think it was blood round. Plot beat him in the blood round. I think. You are correct. Let's put him on there. Romero. I know it's not exactly the most glamorous thing. Blood round. Came in third in the conference well, or fourth in the conference. You've you've also got to give Romero extra credit for, you know, an accumulation. He came back in 2017, came back in 2018, came back yeah. in 2019. It's the legacy award. Yeah. Started at Boise State. When did they cut their program again? 2017 <laughs> was his last season at Boise State. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll just we'll we'll go with four there. I'm my brain hurts now. So yep. that's a tough right. one. Newcomer of the year. Uh, so Stevo, off the bat. Yeah, Stevo, freshman Big Twelve champion. Uh, another freshman Big Twelve champion, Panero Johnson. Panero, okay. Neither of those guys made the podium, unfortunately, which makes it a little tough. Uh, 133 was not real freshman based. Jory Volk made a good case at 135 earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have a good tournament season. Correct. But I mean, he had a good season overall. Um, guy's scary moving forward at 125 pounds for sure. Yeah, I don't Um, think Swiderski did enough to put himself there. No, Um, 12, but in a good Big 12 tournament, but not a good season as a whole. Yeah, Wyatt Henson wouldn't put him on there. Um, Motion Schwartz isn't new to the Big 12. Uh, new team, but not new to the Big 12. Um, wouldn't put Vonovich on there. Was Kellen March? Now, now here's a Kellen March was at a different weight last year. Now, here's a question. How are we going to treat John Wiley next year? He was in red shirt, but he has a big enough win that he's on our radar. Yeah, so, but newcomer. I think I think you can probably still call him a newcomer. Okay. Tate Piccolo, maybe? Tate Piccolo had a pretty nice season. Um, Coming off of injury, down two weight classes uh, from where he was recruited at. Yeah, yeah, he had a – he was – um, you know, like the rest of the Oklahoma crew, not a great tournament, but a good season overall. 
heavyweight, we didn't really have any fresh faces. Do set. But I wouldn't put him on this list. If he had won one or two at Nationals, I think he could probably. Yo. Um, 97, there wasn't really anybody new. Vinny Zerbin. Yeah, you got to put Vinny Zerbin on there. See, Northern Colorado, man, they might clean up this award list. That's true. I mean, I guess, I don't know. If we're putting Zerbin on there with a round of 12 and not placing at the Big 12 tournament, is Swiderski a candidate then? How many candidates are we at? Four. Yeah, we could put Swiderski on there. Why not? Two Iowa State guys, two Northern Colorado guys. <laughs> Can't accuse us of being homers, right? Okay, and then we've got the Electric Factory one, which this one, so who was the most exciting wrestler? Like, who was the guy that you just, it was appointment. Watch. We had to watch him, you know, a lot of fun. You go find an obscure stream somewhere to check him out. Number one to me is White Hendrickson. He's the guy. Yeah, and he yeah. had everybody's attention down there in Tulsa. I'm going to add, because, you know, part of it was, it wasn't always going his way, Electric Factory, Owen Pence. Owen Pence. Started out the season a little rocky and then just kind of takes the nation by storm at the Southern Scuffle. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, that guy, and, and he had a really good seat, KLV as well, right? Which turn he was, he, the scuffle, he didn't, he didn't do the, I don't think NDSU was at the CKLV this year. Okay. Oh, sorry. He, he pinned Ethan was... Laird at the Southern Scuffle. And then yeah. he got the win over the Binghamton wrestler. He made Ethan Laird quit for a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, Tanner Cook. Tanner Cook for sure. Oh, he, he had a massive CKLV. Yeah. Making yeah. the finals. Oh. We just hitting that, uh, Gator bacon, right? Yeah, just over yeah. and over again. <laughs> Don't do not let him get your head. He, did who was it? Who he like pinned him once? Was it? Uh, was it Harchlet? Yeah, uh, from Ohio State. He pinned Carchlet. Yeah. But I think the guy from Cornell Ramirez. I think he oh. pinned him. Well, he pinned him, but then like they wrestled again, and he put him on his back and went up six to nothing, and then. Um, I Ramirez know he got teched by Ramirez in the finals. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Then it wasn't. They didn't wrestle twice. He did. There. He definitely got something weird happened in that room. I I need to go back and watch it. I yeah. feel like he, it, it he, was like a lot of points super quick was, in that match. Yeah. It's kind of the live and die by uh, by the moves that Tanner Cook likes to hit. Um. Tanner Cook, who's the one sixty five for you and I? Oh, that would be Yan Austin Yant. Uh, nah, I'm not going to put him on this list. Um, but he was fun to watch. Um, uh, David Carr and Keegan O'Toole, man. Keegan O'Toole wrestled a lot of close matches this year. Um, norm like last year, I definitely would have put him on this list if we were doing this podcast. Yeah, but this year, and just he didn't. He he didn't wow me as much this year which is he also didn't see as much high level like the the standard is so high for keegan o'toole that it's almost hard to get excited to watch him wrestle against Mm -hmm. anyone who's not like a high caliber guy yeah and he didn't see 
uh, as strong of schedule. He missed a little bit of time, so didn't see everybody that was necessarily on his schedule, and then other guys were out, so kind of made it tough. For sure. I'm not putting Tanner Sloan on this list. As much as I like Tanner Sloan, I enjoy watching him wrestle. I just can't. It's it's getting harder and harder to watch that Big 12 championship out of my eyes. Um, what about Brock Mahler? Brock Mahler, same thing. I don't want to – I'm not going to – he was not electric. Um, Reese Wheatcraft at the Big 12 tournament was fun. That was, yeah. Yeah, um, he had himself a run. You know who I did not see – as much of, but they let it fly. Frank Almaguer from Cal Baptist at 165. For sure. Let's especially, put we're, we're putting him on here. Especially in that first round match against Keegan O'Toole at the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of nice wins this year. I'm really excited to see what he does next season because yeah. it's a rip. Oh, For sure. you know, uh, we already mentioned this person as being in the transfer portal, but you know who else lets it rip? It's Scott Joel from West Virginia. Yeah, that's true. He does big do upper that. body guy. Uh, I don't know if he's quite up to this category, but he's pretty fun to watch. Noah Certain. Noah Certain. Oh, how did we forget Noah Certain? Yeah. He is. He was appointment as well. I mean, because there were Especially a lot, especially of- in the Hearn Center. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But then hey, that's that's his career at this point. Um, two years in, and he 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 puts that team on his back at close duels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then by putting his opponent on their back, right? So uh, we got to play those puns up and, when we get them. When we just yeah, he, he just comes out there like he just did a keg stand on a monster energy keg or something. Yeah, yeah. The guy's uh, uh, got a lot of energy and he's fun to watch. And um, yeah, I mean, he he carries Missouri, man. He 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 must be a leader in that room. Like, just he's a sophomore, right? He just finished his sophomore season. Yeah, um, he he has to be a guy when the rest of the team looks to and gets kind of jacked up. You know, I think some programs miss that. I don't, I don't think everybody has a guy like that, but um, I don't think Keegan O'Toole's that guy for Missouri. I don't really think the Elam brothers are that guy. Um, well, and someone, especially if you're starting dual meets off at 125, it's so important. Not every dual meet starts at 125, obviously. And I think Missouri draws quite a bit, but mm-hmm. to have a spark plug like that at the bottom of your lineup is a nice tool to have. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, certain definitely sets a lot of tones there at the Hearn Center. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's exciting to watch. So there's five categories we've got five nominees for each except for um comeback so uh do we want to run through the nominees again lee let's run through it so coach of the year we've got uh, brian smith from missouri damian hom from south dakota state troy nickerson from northern colorado uh we've got um roger kish from north dakota state and then we have unfortunately i'm drawing a blank on his name because we don't we talk about the individuals from Air Force a lot, but we don't talk about Sam Barber. Sam Barber enough. So that I'm gonna commit that one to memory. The sleeping giant Falcons of the United States Air Force Academy. Um so Sam so Coach Barber, sorry about that. I know he listens. Um Upper Iowa guy, I believe. Very much apologize, but uh I will never forget your name again. Um but uh, yeah, those are our five for coach of the year. 
Uh, for Outstanding Wrestler, we've got Andrew Alirez and Keegan O'Toole. David Carr. Tanner Sloan, Parker Kekeisen, and Wyatt Hendrickson. I feel like I still feel like we need to take you know, we can have six. There are no rules here. We're making the rules, Sam. Yeah, that's true. Let's just go with six. Let's just can go with do, six. Can you do a poll with six? Sure. Yeah, we can figure that out. We'll make um it. we might be disappointed. I, Elon, I, apparently Elon changing the rules on polls too, where you have to have a verified account, and I'm not paying for Twitter. And honestly, <laughs> serious who does. So um we may we may have to get creative on the polls. We might have but, to just get out on the streets and do some door to door polling. Yeah, that'll go well for me here, uh, <laughs> and for you as well. Neither of us live in the heart um, of Big Twelve country. Yeah, we're gonna have to road trip it. Um. So anyway, there's the six there for comeback of the year. We have four candidates. That's what, we just pulled one from comeback and put it into standing uh, <laughs> yeah. wrestler. Uh, we got Moshe Schwartz. We've got Brock Muller. Killian Cardinal and uh, um, Romero, Demetrius Romero from Utah Valley. So uh, those are our four comeback wrestler of the year nominees. Uh, for um, newcomer of the year, we've got Steve Opulin from Northern Colorado, Peniro Johnson from Iowa State, uh, Tate Piccolo from Oklahoma, Vinny Zerbin from Northern Colorado, and Casey Sudersky from Iowa State. And then for our Electric Factory Award, uh, to be renamed, maybe, unless Electric Factory really works for us, um, we have Wyatt Hendrickson from Air Force. We have Owen Pence from North Dakota State, Tanner Cook from South Dakota State, Frank Almaguer from Cal Baptist, and Noah Certain from Missouri. I feel like there's pretty good representation there in the awards. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I think, um, you know, it's going to be exciting to take a look at those. And because a lot of those guys are coming back next year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys coming back. Um, so you can defend their title. I, I That Electric Factory one, we can make it any kind of energy award, any big energy company listening, just throw us some sponsor money. We can name it after you. Uh, yeah. You know, Kicker Audio is still water based. So I feel like they're into that kind of thing. Right, I know um, NDSU's got some oil money in that program. Yeah, that's and that's who's listening is the uh, is the the donors the affiliate programs, man. The donors for the affiliate programs are huge pin twelve pop. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if we've got cracked into the OU, OSU, Iowa State, or West Virginia market uh, as well as we would like to have. But we have definitely our engagement comes from you know Air Force. Northern Colorado, Northern Iowa, uh, <laughs> the Dakota schools, West Virginia. I wish, man, West Virginia. Yeah, we, we just don't talk. power. Yeah, that's there. There it is. Yeah, we need to definitely lean into that because what could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> leaning into coal, <laughs> coal powered. Uh, the, the, your award. This these awards powered by coal. Uh, <laughs> it's real up and coming these days. Yeah, it's a it's a growing energy source. Um, cut that, cut that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think that there's uh, uh, definitely a lot of potential here. We, we, you know, we can call them the pennies. I don't know. That's, Penny for your thoughts. That's kind of, that's kind of out there. Those, those uh, are certainly options. Yeah. There are options. Why don't we just brainstorm, 
brainstorm live. Uh, yeah, it's wild how we had weeks to do this. <laughs> this is the best we did it on the fly, man. We did this on the fly. We definitely did not plan. Uh, we haven't really planned a podcast in like four weeks, uh, which no. is fine by me. I don't mind. Uh, I love shooting from the hip. You know, that's the well. That's because you're a cowboy. Yeah. Um, my bosses always like that too. You know, uh, at work they always love you know no planning. <laughs> Just going for it. Just going for it. And that's what the Electric Factory Award is all about. So Shooting from the hip, I better be careful. I'm going to lose you to the University of Iowa wrestling program. That's uh, We need sound effects because I feel like there's a drop we could play right there that would be just don't great. Quench. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. That that was a good one. Um, speaking of that, I guess the recruiting news is the, uh, the Ferraris look like they're Iowa City bound, huh? You know what's wild? That was not the shooting from the hip with Iowa wrestling program that I was even referring to. Right. So. No, I know. <laughs> and there's no, and look, there's, I don't know anything about it. I was more referring to AJ's. Yeah. Shooting from the, uh, shooting from the four wheeler uh, type of thing. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, he might fit in uh, there in Iowa city, but um, yeah, interesting, interesting situation. So good luck to uh, everybody involved with that. Um, but uh, that's the that's the only real interesting recruiting thing that's happening right now. With it's crazy. Uh, there's been nothing like it's been a week and a couple of days, and there's just been no real movement, news, anything. You know, no surprises. Um, has there even have there been any surprise transfer? Bernie Truex in the portal is a little bit surprising to me, but I don't know. Anytime someone spends four years at sort of a mid-major, I guess. And it's not that uncommon for them to go spend a year at a bigger program. So I would love to see Bernie Truax in the Big 12 next season. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'd like it, right? Uh, if he yeah. doesn't, then uh, um, that's, I mean, it, look, I don't know if Missouri is an option. Um, Colton Hawks is pretty solid, right? Came in fourth at the tournament. Uh at the Big 12 tournament, um, had a decent NCAAs. Um, he, they may roll with Hawk, Hawks, but Truax, if he drops to 84, then be Missouri solid. might be looking at a national championship run. It, Penn State's going to be hard to – I mean, that's – how many points did they beat second place by? Like 50 this year. Yeah. So um, I know they're losing a couple guys, but they're uh, you know how they are. Yeah, so, so I mean that would certainly put Missouri in the mix for second place, right? Um, right. I think that uh, I think that would be interesting. I think Bernie Truex might be the most interesting guy to watch, and then Messenbrook is the other one. Uh, yeah, Missouri's got a shot at him too. Of course, you know Askren guy. So um, apparently, you can transfer into Cornell which I did not know that you could transfer into Ivy's, uh, but uh, because they're weird, they have real weird rules. So they do. anyway, plenty to talk about next week and the week after uh, next week, we'll come back. Uh, make sure I'm going to put these polls out. So make sure to go vote on Twitter at pin 12 pod. I might fool around, uh, get cute, create an Instagram. I don't know. Uh, I'll post about it, but if you're you, shooting from the hip, if you if you're not following the Pin Twelve Pod on Twitter, uh, then you're not going to see it. So follow us there. Um, 
if you aren't following us there, then you'll see it from uh, my Twitter account at Lee Cawthorn. You'll see it from Sam's at Slam Phillips. You might see it from the 1012 network. If uh, you came to us through them, uh, they've been awesome promoting us uh, and we are excited to hopefully one day be involved with them, but uh, uh, we're still uh, trying to drive engagement. So we'll see what happens and that's what this is all about. So make sure to go engage with us and uh, uh, we will definitely continue to bring you uh, more and more big 12 wrestling content. Uh, So uh, help us vote on these awards. Maybe we'll vote on a name. I don't know. Again, shooting from the hip, but let us know what your thoughts are and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening.